Hello, everyone. I'm here with Darren and Anna Vallejo. Darren and Anna, welcome to the Ward family. And to get us started here, where did each of you grow up? I'll go because mine's a little easier. I grew up in Davis County, Utah. I know there's a lot of former Utahns or a lot of people in the ward that are familiar with Utah. So if you know Kaysville, I moved there when I was eight. For that, I was in Farmington. So Farmington and Kaysville are kind of my home grounds. My Most of my family are still there. And for me, so I was born in Guatemala, Guatemala. When I was 16, um, I moved to the United States with my family. Uh, we moved to the state of Virginia. And then from Virginia, I served my mission in Pennsylvania. And then from Pennsylvania, we moved to Utah. And then from Utah to now, I'm probably giving you more than you asked, but I was raised in Guatemala. As each of you were growing up, were there certain types of activities or other things that you were particularly interested in? Like, were there sports that you played or were there other types of interests that, that you each had as you were growing up? Yeah, for me, almost every country outside of the United States, soccer is like the main sport, uh, football. <laughs> so that that was the that's basically what we played all the time. Um, growing up, I played all kinds of things. Uh, so yeah, soccer in the streets uh, is really fun. After school, uh, we would play hide and seek with uh, all the kids in the neighborhood. Everyone knew each other. So we would like every evening, all the kids will come out and play all kinds of, of games, marbles, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh cards, Pokemon, like all kinds of stuff. So I grew up you know, in a very intimate neighborhood, like everyone knows each other. So we would like play all the time. We'll go to each other's houses and play video games. And so we did all kinds of stuff. I grew up with five sisters, four older sisters, a younger sister, and then we also have a baby brother. Well, he's not so much a baby anymore, <laughs> obviously. But we were all in ballet at one point, all of the girls. And um, so that was a big fun part of growing up. We would perform in the Nutcracker um, and have spring recitals. When I was in junior high, I played French horn for a few years. That was kind of fun. And then in my ninth grade year and some years in high school, I was also in color guard. And that was a fun outlet as well. I was in the marching band and winter guard. If anybody knows what that is. <laughs> and then I've always loved to sing and play piano, play, have a lot to learn still. And Darren, when you were growing up in Guatemala, was it in a bigger city? Was it in a smaller setting? You know, kind of what, what type of place did you grow up? Yeah, it was definitely the slums of Guatemala. <laughs> it's it definitely very, their world. So it was the city. It's a very, very poor neighborhood. Guatemala is pretty known for like a lot of violence. I mean, luckily, we never really had any major issues. But I remember the first time that I got robbed, I was 11 on my way to school. And like, I will always remember how like I got in the bus, just like a public bus. And then like, I don't know where, just like two, three guys got in and, you know, just a typical, this is a robbery. Everyone get your money out. And, you know, so they started going per seat and, and getting people's monies. And I remember I only had one, we call it quetzal. So let's say like I only had like a dollar and that was the money to come back home after school. So that's the only thing that I had. And so I gave it to the guy. And I don't know why I was like, so not necessarily angry, but like growing up, you know, I was thinking like, come on, how, how do you take like the $1 from a kid? You know, like you were taking it from all the adults, but why a kid? So anyways, that day I had to walk back. <laughs> 
uh, home and it was a long walk too so Anna, I'm interested, like on your end, I mean, you mentioned the, the various activities like ballet and, and music and color guard and so on. Were there certain experiences from your childhood that, you know, particularly stand out for you, either in terms of them being particularly formative for you or maybe looking back on them particularly fondly? Ballet was kind of a big part of my maiden name is Manjar, so like Manjar household. So there's a lot of memories from from there. Um, also, growing up, I was pretty close with my mom's side of the family. We have a lot of kids in the family, so we would do, <laughs> this is like more a unique thing to our family, we would have fairy parties where we dress up like fairies and we put out offerings for the fairies to take and they would often bring us gifts in exchange. And so those were a lot of fun growing up just to like embrace the fantastical side of imagination yeah can I just say really quick that's one of the things that I I don't want to say I had a hard time but it was like her family's always doing like impro plays or singing in the moment and you know just doing all kinds of stuff so she's been pretty reserved with everything that happens in your house but when we were dating like I remember everyone takes a turn like now it's Anna's turn to sing you know and all the time like Darren now it's your turn to sing and I'm always like shy always, like, from time to time I participate but yeah they, they're very uh sort of artistic entertaining <laughs> all the above <laughs> impromptu we like to I guess be creative and make our own fun I know that feeling very well there and with my <laughs> wife's family they are yeah. all very musical and there are yeah. performances and things like that at family gatherings and I'm just not talented in that way. That's part of, and maybe you'll get to this later, but that's the reason why I proposed the way that I proposed, because I knew that's kind of how you like, but I'm sure you'll ask me that question, but. Something to look forward to. And as you were both growing up, were you members of the church or did that come later in life for the two of you? We're both members, born and raised. And when you think about that early faith development, either, you know, leading up to getting baptized or, you know, the primary and youth years. Were there any experiences that you had that you felt like were particularly formative in terms of building that a kind of an early testimony or any particular church leaders or church members that, that maybe stand out in your memory? So there was a time where my both of my parents, they immigrated to the U.S. and just to kind of provide for us and money to, to our household. So it was basically just me and my siblings and, you know, we all have family from time to time to come make sure that we are alive. But basically, I was a young man and basically just kind of in charge of the house, in charge of my siblings. So I think the biggest influence that I had as a young man was my bishop. Every morning, he would come to our house and wake me up to go to seminary. <laughs> or like, uh, he would like make sure that I would come to the, to the young men's activities. And I don't know, like just generally caring for my well-being and for my siblings and so yeah, so that, that's been a really good, huge influence in my life. Um, and then later on, so he was an American. He was living in Guatemala, Guatemala, married to a Guatemalan lady. But then later on, they moved back to Utah and then they came to our wedding. So it was really cool seeing them like years later from a young man to a grown man <laughs> being married. So. For me, definitely think so. I think I was really blessed uh, with great words growing up. I had a lot of great Sunday school and teachers and primary teachers and you know, women teachers, etc. I think in my youth, it definitely felt a growth in my testimony when I like 
try to apply repentance in my life and like grow from that and then I do remember like a phase in like eighth grade where I was like making my bed and saying my prayers and reading my scriptures and like being really grateful and I definitely feel like that was a phase where I was kind of like a spiritual high and I think that really solidified my testimony as well just having like very frequent experiences with the spirit and just Heavenly Father showing me that he's there and that he loves me and that he loves other people as well and that like we can all be connected and serve each other and that he's aware of everything and, and everyone. I had a lot of young women leaders that exemplified Christ-like love and living in their lives and that you know their families seemed happy and they seemed like great wives and mothers and just for great examples of giving like Christ and living the gospel. And Darren, earlier you mentioned moving to Virginia. So is that when you came to the United States? Yes. Yeah. So I was 16 years old. The only family that we had in the United States was an aunt, my dad's cousin. When I was 11-ish, my parents moved by themselves and then they came back for us when I was around 16. And we moved straight to Virginia. And what was that transition like in terms of uh, coming to the United States? Was it a relatively easy transition or was there, you know, did it kind of take some getting used to, so to speak? It's definitely a hard transition in terms of, you know, the culture, the language, of course, and just like everything, the school system. But all of that was overshadowed by the happiness that we were together as a family, you know, because we spent years without my parents, uh, you know, as kids. So I don't remember exactly the timeline, but but yeah, so it, it was really nice that, you know, we were finally reunited and, and you know, come what may, you know, we're together as a family. And, and the struggles that I had, of course, was, you know, learning English and, you know, getting to know people, getting a job. My dad wanted me to get a job like right away to like, mm-hmm. you know, help for like, you know, expenses in the family and whatnot. So it's really funny. I remember like my very first interview for a restaurant. All I remember is that the manager was like asking me questions. And I just remember like nodding my head, just pretending like I understood what he was saying. I just remember saying, yes, yes. Like what, whatever that means, I got the job. So I imagine I <laughs> answered <laughs> enough. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, but you know, that's that's kind of how you learn. You just do things and you know, you start learning like, you know, words in the kitchen, you know, and and then you transition to things outside and the school and you know whatnot. So it's a challenging transition, but it was really nice that we were all together. So we we're happy about that. I'm gonna jump in and say I think that maybe helped you form something that I appreciate about Darren is that he he doesn't really get scared of obstacles maybe he can like I don't know size them up and figure out what needs to be done to overcome them and and just go forward even if like there's things that would maybe deter other people I feel like he just goes forward and takes action and brings a lot of blessings for each of you after those high school years uh what came next so Darren you mentioned a mission at some point I don't know if you went kind of directly from you know, those kind of high school years, youth years, you know, intermission, or if there was anything in between. And and then maybe the same question for, for Anna on, on her end. After high school, I, I worked for like a year or two, maybe, just trying to save money for the mission. And then I went on my mission. 
and I kind of did the same thing, but five years later, Darren's five years older than me. So when I graduated from high school, took some time to figure out I did want to go on a mission. So I worked to save up some money. But during that time, I also met Darren. So that's where our lives kind of come through. But what happened after your mission? After my mission, I went back to Virginia. But at that time, my dad already like he wanted to move to Utah because he he had come to Utah to drop off my brother at the MTC and he just fell in love with it. And so he told us, hey, we're going to be moving. So we all moved and it maybe worked out because that's I met you in Utah. So. And if we just take that maybe in two steps. So if I'm remembering right, you said that you served your mission in Pennsylvania. Is that right? Yes. And then sorry, where was it specifically? Pittsburgh. And what was that mission like? Were there any particular experiences that stand out for you about it or or ways in which you felt like you particularly grew during the mission? My mission is like a combination of different countries almost. Like you go to the rural area and then you see like Mennonites or Amish people and then you go to the city and then you see all like the corporate workers and like, you know, all like all the city people. And so just diff- all kinds of uh, different environments within my mission. The, the most challenging thing for me was that at the beginning, I was called to serve a mission in Spanish, and Pennsylvania doesn't really have a lot of <laughs> Spanish-speaking people, at least at, my, at the time that I was there. Um, so it was very, very challenging for me, but that actually really helped me with my English, too. So um, yeah, all my converts, all my teachings were in English, so I grew to love the people and the field, and I always think about it. and look at I was actually just watching a video about it like two days ago about my mission so and Anna you were mentioning that the two of you met in Utah so how how did you meet we kind of had a night for each other both of us in the singles ward so that's how we met yeah I, t- I totally put you in a spot though she was kind of dating a guy well he wanted to fishing. yeah you were going on dates and Actually, I knew him pretty well. I liked him. <laughs> and I remember I I went to talk to them because I saw Anna and I was like, wow, she's really cute. So I went to talk to them and I was like, how's it going? And uh, I was like, oh, is this your sister? And then, of course, you know. That was the conversation that kind of ended up splitting us apart because I remembered the twinkle in Darren's eye. <laughs> I thought I want to be cheesy and knew that I wanted to keep dating other boys such as Darren's. He took me out on a date, we went on another date, and then the date happened, the kiss happened, and I fell in love. I still went on a mission, and then we came back, and we still loved each other. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a whole, that could be a, like a podcast on its own, like a whole relationship, <laughs> because yeah, we dated, and you go on a mission, and then quote unquote, we're like waiting for each other, but we weren't, <laughs> and then you come back, and anyways, but yeah, bottom line. Uh, it took a long time for Anna to say yes to me, finally. <laughs> Anna, where did you serve your mission? I was um, in Maine and New Hampshire in the Manchester, New Hampshire mission. And what was that like? It was really beautiful, very fun, very rural in a lot of this, the places. So I didn't have to wear out my shoes quite like Darren did because I had a car most of the time because we had huge distances to cover sometimes. Um, but it was really a great experience. I learned a lot from my companions and from serving and love the saints back east. And now I'm very grateful for the experience. So it sounds like you got back from your mission. You reconnected with Darren. It sounded like you 
did some convincing of him, he did some convincing of you. <laughs> but then earlier, it sounds like maybe there's a story behind how he proposed. What's the story there? So for the longest time, you know, I wanted to do something like that we will always remember and you know, tell tell the tale to our children and knowing how like artistic her family was. So what I did, I basically wrote a play <laughs> and I have like no experience. Like I've never done a play in my life. I Yeah, so I just like wrote a little, a little story, right? So the plan was, um, I'm going to tell Anna, hey, let's go see this play, this community play, right? And then we will go to see the play. And then the play is about a prince that is coming to town looking for a princess to marry. So the plan was, okay, we're going to go see the play. And then uh, we, we sit down among the, the audience. When the narrator, when the, you know, someone, one of the actors says, oh, like the prince is going to come, the prince is here. You know, I, I would tell Anna, okay, I need to use the bathroom. So I went to the bathroom and I changed into my prince costume. And then I came back in the stage and then I, I you know the prince came and then I chose her from from the audience I would marry and <laughs> so uh, it was really fun like I, I had a like a hard time like doing everything because I had no experience with that so I, like I joined like a Facebook group and like asking people for help and advice and trying to get a like a theater reserve and get a couple actors I remember paying them like 20 bucks each <laughs> just to like so it was a lot of work, but it was it was pretty cool. The video is somewhere on YouTube. I'm sure we can share it sometime. But Dude, that is epic. So Anna, did you see this coming like at all? Like, what was your reaction to this whole thing? Well, I was astounded. Um, a very magical night, and there's even more details beyond just the play. Like, if you're listening to this episode, you can ask for more details. Because I'll be very happy to explain how. <laughs> strategic and planning there in Kimmy, but I didn't see, partially saw it coming, partially didn't. So we had gone ring shopping, but I was actually bugging him to go ring shopping again because that had slowed down, obviously, because he has other plans coming up. So I had no idea he had a ring. I just thought it was a fun date, but the tickets, he did make one mistake and let me hold the tickets and something was a little bit off, although he did a really good job making them. Yeah, I'm not very good at making fake tickets. <laughs> there wasn't very many cars at the theater. And there wasn't a lot of people at the theater. Yeah. So that part of the evening kind of was like, hmm, what's going on? But couldn't have dreamed for a more magical night. Sounds like a great reason for people to come and, uh, you know, introduce themselves and try to learn more there. I mean, did Darren, like, build a castle or something for your <laughs> wedding? Or was that, like... You know, no, more man. straightforward kind of yeah. an affair or were you know was it like in the forest with you know I don't know you know fairies and stuff or what well I I did make sure though I did tell her this is this is our engagement and our anniversary for the future years and your birthdays and our Christmas everything so with gifts sometimes too <laughs> Just gonna go everything all, all Valentine's, Easter, Halloween, Christmas. Yeah. Way to front load it, man. That's a good strategy. That's right. a good strategy right there. So how long have you been married at this point? On the 29th, we'll have been married for five years. What brought you out to the Bay Area? So I got a job with 23andMe. We moved up here and we didn't know anyone and it's a whole new adventure for us. But yeah, it's been it's been fun. It's been really good for us. And how long ago was that that you came to the, this area? 
January 15th is when we arrived. And then initially you were, I think you were saying that you were going to the El Camino ward? Yes, to the Spanish ward. Is that the El Camino ward? Yeah, we were going to the Spanish ward mainly because we cannot really wake <laughs> up in the morning. So it's not like, yeah, sometimes we wouldn't even go to the Spanish ward. Like we'll go back and forth. But uh, we finally moved the records here and uh, we really like the awards. So we're planning to stay here. Yeah, everyone has been really, really welcoming, very friendly. And Anna, are you a Spanish speaker? I try to be. <laughs> I can definitely have um, conversations, but as I'm trying to speak Spanish to June, I realize there's still a lot more that I need to learn. So you mentioned your daughter, June. So she's one, roughly. How was that transition like to becoming parents? For both of you. Yeah, it's the worst time in my life. <laughs> like, I mean, it was like a both. It was, it was the best time in my life. I, I wrote that in, in my journal. I think like, how can it be the best thing and the worst thing at the same time? Like such a paradox. Yeah. And um, yeah, I remember just loving, you know, June, but also like just hating my life. <laughs> like, like the constant crying and sleepless nights and all the poopy and, you know, throw ups on me so it was definitely for for myself it was definitely a struggle but for you I don't know how but I haven't really seen you complain or cry maybe like once or twice but like overall she's been all love and butterflies and rainbows which is great (laughs) it's definitely been challenging in different aspects but I do really enjoy being a mother and I think Darren has become a father very seamlessly as well he has taken on a role of fatherhood with a lot of love and cariño if you know what that word means but sometimes it is hard to like know what's the best for her and to transition to different routines every few months it's changing so it's always an adjustment to something rough learning for different aspects right at first and and continued learning still but definitely a big joy And maybe just to kind of wrap up here. So Anna, earlier you were talking about how Darren is really able to take on different types of challenges and uh, seemingly unfazed by these different things that maybe come his way. But what's something about Darren that you feel like really stands out or that you would want people to kind of know about him? Sometimes I think maybe this would kind of sum him him up. He's a big, goofy kid with a really tender, loving heart and a lot of noble characteristics. And Darren, how about you? What's something about Anna that you feel like particularly stands out or that you'd want people to know about her? She is very including. Um, She reaches out for people. She see someone in need or see someone who has this like gift of discernment or 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 kind of sensing that that person might be going through something uh, so she reaches out and you know we're walking in the street and she just talks to someone or she says do you think that person is okay um same with me you know when i'm upset or sad like she reaches out to me too so she's she's very go out there and, and reach. <laughs> well, I've really appreciated this opportunity to get to know the two of you a little bit better and, you know, just really excited to have both of you and your daughter in our wards. So hopefully, you know, whether it's to learn more about uh, this magical engagement <laughs> night that you guys had or just anything else that people have heard in this, you know, hopefully people will take the opportunity to 
come introduce themselves uh, to both of you. And, uh, you know, hopefully you'll get to know more and more people in the ward as, as time goes on.